up as we fun turn up the music yo welcome to the uncut 90 i'm your host a lot a few special guests and analysts david is here what's up what's up what's up george aka ground up let's go emeka yeah gmax gmax is here guys gmax gmax yes and daniel aka damani what up you guys miss me yeah, no, I think the people miss you. They've been looking for you. I know um, they have. <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course. They, they need your analysis. We're going to start off with the game that was probably going into the weekend, the, the most interesting big-name teams. Um, I don't think it turned out that way, but United versus City played out a goalless draw, much to the surprise of some. I wasn't that surprised. I knew it was going to be a draw because I know these things. Uh, but, George, real quick, just tell us what you saw from that game. What did you see from City specifically? Because it's hard to get a good um, handle on how this season is going for them. At points, it looks like things are going well. Other points, it looks like they're just struggling, just getting by. What's going on? I don't want to like reiterate what I said in the previous episode, but like, I found like I think the new problem in Pep's system right now is that ST position. Because during that United game and also uh, what was the other game where KDB got like a go and an assist? The game before that, basically. You can see that Jesus does not play ST. The guy is dropping really deep. Like he's almost dropping into KDB's position and KDB is taking his position. Or sometimes when KD has, KDB has the ball, there's really no one in the box for him to pass to. So that's like the new. That's a problem. That I feel, I, feel, I don't know if that's a system that Pep is trying. I don't know if that's his tactic. I don't even know. But like, if that's a tactic, then we should not be seeing a lot of goals from City because there's really no one in the box to act as a threat. You know, there's really no one. KDB goes up. They they take the ball to Sterling, and then you see Jesus now trying to catch up with the play. And I don't I don't know what's going on, man. But like. Maybe, just maybe, City needs to go into the market and look for, like, a striker. Hmm. I also want to ask you this, though, because the other thing I've noticed, especially in this game, he seems to come up with, like, a defensive setup. Like, he seems to be more concerned about let not, let's make sure we concede goals. And it's kind of a surprise because we think of Pep as wanting to be on the front foot. But he played the game against United with two DMs. I mean, it's United. Their midfield is really nothing to be yeah. so scared of. And he had two DMs. Like, what do you think about that? Like, his his tactics becoming seemingly more negative this season. Yeah, it's more so because, like, if you've, like, if you've studied Pep, like, for a very long time, you, you, you can see that, like, usually teams that have really fast players and play on the counter always seem to, like, you know, get points against them. Always, every single time. Spurs did it. Mourinho did it. He was, he was successful. Liverpool always do it to him, and they always they are mostly successful. But like, I think only beat him. Like, was it last season back to back? Did a double over him. So again, he's trying to neutralize that. Trying to neutralize the speed of Rashford and you know those United guys. I guess that's why he played two DMs and hoping to like you know to score one goal and just like you know just sit back. But yeah, maybe like this season, I don't know. I don't know if, if because of the players he has, he's trying to play more defensive. And you know, trying to just nick that one go and then keep that CS. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's going. What's going on with City right now? Let's hope Agüero comes back, and then maybe we can have it like a better idea of what Pep is trying to do. Mm, but, mm. Yeah. David, I want to ask you from the United perspective. I mean, this certainly you have to feel like it's a point earned. You know, playing against City, 
a team that, of course, you want to be in the same conversation with, but realistically, you're not really in the same, you know, you're not the same class of team. How do you feel about the game and being able to get a point out of it? Um, <clears throat> first and foremost, I was quite bored for most of the match. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to say some of, some of these games are billed as block, blockbusters and you watch them and you see, I can't even get my energy up to give you the analysis. Anyways, <laughs> but from the United the United perspective, uh, a point earned. The thing is that United's midfield, they have that tenacity with McTominay and Fred snapping in at tackles. Someone like Guardiola, I think on this podcast, I think Daniel was the first one to touch on it. And the quality of players, and I think that's come up when we discuss possession football. Like the quality of players. If you have players that are better, clearly better than other guys, they will dominate the ball. And City has gone through some changes of personnel. Like the guys that they have right now, they don't have the same quality. They are not that they are not as they are not good players. They are good players, but they don't have that same quality. And also, there's a drop off of tenacity, a serious drop off of tenacity in the players. And on this podcast, people have we've gone through a lot of speculations. But from the United's perspective, this is Ole. He's not trying to do new tactics. Last season, it worked. He just literally soaked the pressure and try and hit City on the counter-attack. And City now, they've realized that, okay, we cannot dominate the ball as much. Like, even if we have it, other teams will let us have it and will just hit us on the counter. And we cannot break them down. When I, You get what I'm saying? There's a difference between having the ball and that team is sitting back like, okay, cool, come and break us down. That's when they are dominating them. They're trying to play and you're dominating them. Because United can also now play with City. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that is the thing. I don't want to say the decline in City, but it's not the same team. A lot of people with neutrals that I spoke to, like, just say it's not the same Manchester City. So, good, right. good Mika, point for Ole. Yeah, Mika, as a neutral, what do you think about both of these teams? I mean, at what point do we start saying maybe United is actually better than City? They have more points in them. They're shrugging along this season, getting results, and as much as City has had some highs, for example, against a team like Burnley, we've seen them, like, struggle. You know, do you think that United fans should start looking at themselves and saying, listen, we're just as good as City. We can do what they're doing. Yeah, um, no, I do not believe City. Um, I don't think United and all United fans should even contemplate making such a that's mad, just crazy statements like that. So ultimately, I I do understand that that City is starting slow. You understand. Ultimately, I do understand that Pep is still trying to figure stuff out. But then we've entered a. I think this is now an opportunity for Pep to showcase his talents, right? So first and foremost, from a potential standpoint, like pound for pound, reviewing the players on paper. There is no doubt in my mind that City is, in fact, the better team, right? So it is only a matter of time until they bring their talents to light, right? And then now, luckily, we've also entered the, or might I say, we are about to start looking at who is going to sign who. And so the opportunity to bring players in is, I think, one that Pep will utilize because, as we've said, you know, you can't really rely on Aguero anymore, given that he's now coming of age and is now essentially being phased out. We now need to see who Pep will bring in to strike because I think he now also recognizes that that is his biggest issue. 
right? And so, no, I don't believe that anybody in United should ever look at Maguire and Lindelof and think that, yes, they have <laughs> and think that they can do anything now. Kudos to Rashford and cool that are trying Bruno. I also think the loss of Pogba is going to be uh, essentially the loss of leadership. I understand that he was not the greatest, the greatest talent and, you know, he isn't showcasing his actual true talents. But at the end of the day, I think he was somebody that a lot of the players liked. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think that loss might be a big loss for them. But ultimately, no. To answer your question, I don't believe United fans can make such bold claims that they can replicate what City's replicating. And I think replicating what City... Well, I think City is going to definitely step up. If they sign a striker, get some things together, I feel like they, they then go back to being the City of old. So, yeah, that's my... All right. I, I want to come back and, talk, and touch on the... the... Pogba point, the potential of him leaving. But before we do that, Daniel, I want to bring you in here because I have seen someone else earlier today say this, that City's team on paper, they, they claim they have the best team pretty much in Champions League on paper, which I don't really know how true that is. And I know you've talked about in the past about the caliber of players they have now. It's just not what they used to have. Do you think that Mika's claim that City's team on paper is just head and above, like just way better than United's? Because... Going through it in my head, I feel like it's not that big a difference. Like, some of these guys playing for City are not, like, world beaters. They're just guys playing for City. Well, so so very quickly, sorry to interrupt. Okay, well, you can go ahead and answer, sir. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, I know I said, yeah, that this City team is not as good as the previous versions. But that doesn't mean that this City team is bad. I just want to make that clear. Just because they're not as good as the previous versions of the cities we've seen doesn't mean that they're bad. And uh, they're definitely they're definitely better than Man United. They're better than a lot of teams, basically, in the league. But what I think is happening is, well, this game specifically, yeah, I think that Pep got the tactics all wrong. There's no need to play Rodri and Fernandinho mm-hmm. in this game. And I kept saying that he should take one of them off. Personally, I'll take off Rodri. I know a lot of guys will take off Fernandinho. I'll take off Rodri and bring Bernardo Silva. The game needed Bernardo Silva, and he never played it. And I think that Pep's, Pep's tactics really caused them the points in this game. Other than that, I think they would have won. They would have won the game. They have enough good players to actually beat Man United. It's just the tactics were wrong on that on the day. Also, like, Popo, I feel like people keep saying this Man City team is not the Man City team of old. And I think the only players that are missing from this team is uh, David Silva from last season. And it's just him. I mean, at this point, we have to consider Aguero missing. The guy is, I don't know if he's still there. Like, he barely has played this season. We keep counting on him to come back. I think, to make his point, I think Pep is probably at a point where if he's hard enough, he's not counting on Aguero anymore because, like, sometimes you just get to a point as a player where because of age, because of whatever, you just can't be counting on him. I think he's – I don't want to be the one to say he's at that point, but it feels like he's getting very close to that point because he's not ever available anymore. Yeah, man, exactly. And in addition, you guys remember that they did lose Leroy Sané, whom, by the way. Yes. No, just said it's only David Silva, ain't you here? No, but it then is like Lee Sunny did not play like last season either. You understand? Yes, yes, yes. But but had he stayed, had he been on the team, 
I think he would have still definitely. You guys know. You guys do know. He's also struggling in Bayern right now. He's struggling to even get into the first eleven. Well, I mean, Bayern has a solid team, but I think he's actually making progress with that. But ultimately, let me just address that, Popo. We don't mind. I don't mind. I'll do a pound-for-pound comparison. Walker is better than Bisaka, no? Okay, let's start with the keeper. Let's start with the keeper. And then let's move on from the keeper because we already know which keeper is better. Guys, no, no, no. We know know Man City is better than United. I don't think anyone... I don't think think anyone is going to doubt that. But Dolapo's counter was that, well, he doesn't think that it's that much of a difference. But ultimately, if I can just name five players that are better... Yeah, do the key positions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say a keeper's position is key. So ultimately, because, I mean, you can see how the hair can cost games. So ultimately... If you say Edison, if you say Kyle Walker, if you say Kevin De Bruyne, you say Raheem Sterling, you say... Um... Yeah, who else are you saying? That's my point, exactly. Like, all these Mares, other guys... Mares, Mares, Bernardo Silva, they're all better than all the guys. Listen, you might still... The point is, you might still pick the City players. I'm not going to argue with you. But the difference is not that huge. Like, no, I think it's quite large. But I, I get what you're saying, Popo. I get what you're saying. I think, I think, I think the difference is not that large, actually. Like, like, well, large. Uh, what is the scale? What is large? Like, are we doing out of ten? What, what's the like scale? Back yeah. previously, like, like previous. That is why the games can end, end zero zero now. People think that City will slap United. We can actually talk about the tactics. Like Bruno can match what KDB is doing right now. Wow! 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 It's true. By the stats are showing it. Yeah, I don't think there's any argument there. Wow, wow, no yeah, like as as in, as in they're comparable, like play like as in KDB is obviously. Okay, so then we say that Bruno like, Bruno cancels out KDB. What about Sterling, Mares, Bernardo? Silva, but like Sterling since last like, season, Sterling has not like that's the thing. He's like because of the form, like you have to understand. Like, the I think form, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. That is why people are like the games can end zero zero now. Sterling is not just dribbling one Bisaka like Sterling from two years ago or so. So that is why, like, Dolapo... I understand, like, everyone would say that City is better. Like, but the gap is not that wide. Yeah, yeah, but Popo, before we move on here, yeah, I, I just wanted to, like, just put this in because we were just talking about this in the chat, right? Just because City might... I mean, I've took them to finish third, which in, in City terms will be, like, quote-unquote struggling, Right? People would consider that a city struggle if they came in third. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that they cannot brush everybody aside in Europe. I want to make that clear to you <laughs> that they can come in like fourth in the league and just beat everyone in Europe this season. So don't get that confused at all. So, so I'm, I'm Daniel, not, I'm not Daniel, I don't understand this. At their peak, <laughs> they could not brush everyone in Europe by them finishing fourth, struggling. They can brush the Europe. worst version that we've seen. They're the ones that are gonna brush no, everyone. Yeah, the Champions League, they just I keep thought, going out because Pep keeps boxing it when he gets to the end. There, I think it's all up on Pep. Maybe you get it right. They have the quality to brush everyone in seven. I don't think it's like last year Sterling missed like an open net. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like who like, does that? Who does that? Sterling does that several times. Martial does that. I mean, it's, it's quite normal these days. Yeah, very <laughs> sometimes too, actually. Oh, well, well oh, Timo Werner also does that. Yes, <laughs> nah, yeah, Timo is. Yo, that's, that's, a, that's a different breed, bro. None of these games were Champions League semi finals. That you were going to go through to the final. None of these games. 
guy no, but Sterling, Sterling like even uh, world the World Cup, like Sterling is notorious for this. Like that chance, like he will miss it. Like yeah. I think even that game that Kane scored the last minute goal, I think he missed the chance right there, and Kane had Kane scored. See, I I consider Sterling. A lot of people say no, but I consider Sterling to be a world class player. This is he's so weird. Like sometimes his finishing is so pristine. Like he'll come in off the right hand side, you fake two shots, bang, and he's in the corner. And then other times his his final ball is like, bro, are you playing like QPR? What is this? Uh, it's just I don't know. Maybe he still hasn't gotten the consistency, but I think he's a yeah, world class player. No one in United like watches. I think, I think with Sterling too is he's he's kind of a victim of some of the greater players that have come before him, where we now expect wingers and wing forwards, whatever you want to call them, to be prolific goal scorers. And it's like there was a time that a winger didn't have to do anything else but dribble and be creative and. Now we're expecting goals, right? Because we're all calling out the fact that he's not a goal scorer per se. But that's he probably didn't grow up being a goal scorer. So I don't I don't hold that too much against him. Real quick before we come up this game, um United did find this the way into Europa League to you know to join the likes of Arsenal. Um That was David, unnecessary. That was unnecessary. <laughs> Yo, we basically count this podcast so you can make snarky comments like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, David, I was asking, um, do you think Europa in the in the long term is probably a blessing for United, or do you think that it's a curse? It's an absolute blessing. It's an absolute blessing. <laughs> like what? Because the, the the thing with United is like last year when we went to the Champions League in dramatic fashion, and I know that we make money from the Champions League, but I knew that this hurt was coming because that's the thing. When you have someone who does not know what he's doing at the helm, you're not going to win the Champions League. You know that. Like, you get what I'm saying? So, like, it's a blessing. It's a blessing in terms that, like, the, the Champions League, they don't have to, like, pretend like they're trying hard. In the- you understand? <laughs> you, know what I'm like, you don't have to like, oh, we're gonna arrest that guy for Tuesday. Like, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think in the long term, like um, this year, as you can see, the table is pretty tight. Like the points gap, so the Europe, the Europe spots are gonna be a huge challenge. Winning Europa is something that is uh, that has become like a route. I don't know who. I think Mourinho is the one who said it's one of the best routes to get to Champions League for the Premier League teams who are like the other competition. So United, it's a blessing for them. Like Ole said, and he has said time and time again, it's a work in progress. He smiled at the camera. He winked. <laughs> okay. so. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Let's, let's, move, let's talk about Everton versus Chelsea real quick. Um, I don't know what you guys are expecting going into the game, but Everton were able to just get the win, won't go to nothing. Chelsea's, you know, high-powered attack did not show up, did not really do much to, to trouble Everton. Um, David, I'm going to start with you on this one as well. Just real quick, what did you see from the game? Were there any surprises in this game? Oh, what I saw is that Carlo Ancelotti is, you know, he said who he is who he is. The game was quite tactical. It was not as expansive. Shout out to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He's the guy is really like he's been watching the tapes. Very intelligent play, very hardworking play. In terms of Chelsea, uh, quite kind of disappointing. Very disappointing to be honest with you because, I, I, oh gosh, I don't like, I don't like to bash players who just join a league like they're new and you know like. Mm-hmm. But like some of these guys are like, 
you know you gotta do better. Like you get what I'm saying? Like you just gotta Average. do better. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like Timo Werner, like it, it's just that isn't I look he, at Mason. Isn't he a David He's a David player, but like if you're not doing well, you have to be criticized. Like the <laughs> fact like if you can see you on the field and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I mean <laughs> yeah, but um how do you call it in terms of Chelsea, like I can see Mason Mount has the drive that he's trying to prove something, he's trying to shuffle. Like I can see the urgency, the tenacity anytime he's on the field. But like some of these guys it's like, oh, we're trying to justify the price amount. Like they're still caught up in the haze of it. The player is lethargic. It's just I, a lot of people thought Chelsea would come second. I think the defense is their bright spot, Zuma and Thiago Silva. Like they, these guys have brought that you can see a clear change there. The score is only one zero after all. But mm-hmm. yeah, disappointing from Chelsea's perspective. Mm, disappointing. Mika, what are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, man. Um first and foremost on the subject of Timo Werner. <laughs> I had since day one told you guys to be on the lookout for these people. <laughs> these, these Caucasian people that we often laud and hold to just such high acclaim. Okay, now we have arrived and we are looking at him. So what is we doing? Okay, so now let me tell you what he's doing. So me, I don't mind El Rapido. I'm calling him El Rapido from now on, right? Because he's rapid, right? Fast. I get it. Timo is fast. He can run. Okay. But now when you play a low line, right, when your defensive line is pushed back and they don't allow for players to just run by them, this is where you have to showcase your talent as a footballer if there is what? A talent. Okay. So then the question now I have to ask you guys is, what is Timo's talent? (laughs) He can run, bro. If you take that speed away from him, what becomes that talent that makes him a world-class player? Because I reckon that the only reason why he's in Chelsea is because somebody thought he was world-class, right? We're not going to go and be signing. I mean, look at Havertz. I don't even want to go talking about that one yet. Just let's finish with Timo. You guys have to tell me what his ability is. And you'll find that there's no word ability. So then I have to now address Angelotti. So what won that game was maturity, in my opinion. Angelotti is like, okay, well, I've been around longer. This is my this is this is where I win today, basically, right? I thought that he just I mean to use Iwobi, Alex Iwobi to be winning games is just brilliant. It's just brilliant because Alex Iwobi also equally has very little talent. But <laughs> ultimately, that's not the issue, right? I watched that game. I thought it was a very interesting game. Again, I'm still thinking the Lampard is getting it wrong because I believe, I mean, I agree with his decision to bring back Giroud. You know, I agree that Giroud actually should be starting. Timo should not be playing central. I think Shiro should be playing centrally. And then I think actually Timo should not be playing at all. And so ultimately, I believe that maybe he would have brought in maybe a Hudson Odoi or somebody else who at least can do something with the ball. You know, Hudson Odoi, at least he has some footwork to his ability. You know, he can shuffle, drop his shoulder, and then try to do something on the ball. Whereas Timo is just like, okay, well, this is the space that I'm going to use to kick the ball and then chase after it. So I don't believe in that philosophy of football. So ultimately, I just feel like it was just easy for Angelotti to just figure out what Chelsea was going to do and then just stop them. I know you've signed all these players and you can't get a single goal. It's shocking. 
And so I thought that's what stood out, you know, a good defensive abilities. I know that Yeremina was very vocal about pissing people off. He was damn right just annoying Drew the whole time, threw Drew off his game. That was very brilliant from him. I don't even think he got a card. Maybe he did actually eventually. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back. No, he didn't. He didn't get a card. Yeah, exactly. So I, he threw Drew off. Certain things I said after he said. Okay. So yeah, he threw he threw Drew off his game. You know, I don't mind the Mason Mount guy. You know, he's okay. You know, he's nice looking. Then they also brought that other guy. What was his name? White slow guy. What was his name? It's not Sidwell. Something like that. What's his name? Chelsea Gilmore. Gilmore. Hey, Gilmore is a George player, man. Let's not do it. Yeah, that. they brought on Gilmore, and then we wanted more from Gilmore. Then what else happened? What else happened? I just didn't see anything that Lampard tried to do to resolve the situation. He brought on Tammy to now create chances. And then Tammy, I saw him on the left wing, and then I saw him running towards the strike too. I don't know. It was just mayhem, I thought. So I think deservedly so Everton took that way. If I'm if I'm keeping count, uh, Curtis Jones and Billy Gilmore are George players. I yes, know I should forget. Okay. Curtis <laughs> Jones. Yeah, Curtis Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't lie, man. Your players are not that good. <laughs> yeah, like I said, <laughs> give them time. Give them time. Give them. It's, time. it's, in, a, it's in a long run. Um, George, you my friend. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to ask, George, do you think this game gets Everton back on track? I know they were kind of in a bit of a lull. It's, it felt like they, they won this game. I don't think Hamish Rodriguez played, unless mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say his name. So, like, how big a result is this for Everton and their hopes? I mean, I don't think it's that big of a result because they won by a penalty. So Penalties are goals, too. Yeah, they're goals, but, like, it's not. it wasn't anything convincing. That would be like, yeah, you know, there wasn't any promising signs. Let me put it that way. <laughs> from that Everton team it's like maybe they scored that penalty goal Chelsea could not score in the other end and that was pretty much it like there was really nothing more to it so, so I don't have to read into it no but it doesn't mean anything so, it does so, not mean anything so to add to that man guys I'll be honest with you I'm a bit concerned because I know Angelotti's pull power is quite decent I mean it's why James is on the team I understand that James is out now and he's still in Angelotti is still able to get those results. But ultimately, I'm thinking that if for some reason he decides to go into the market in a transfer window, he likely will be able to pull somebody that is very good. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have noticed. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Most of our goals this season is like left side. I said it's dominant on the left. If you see any game, any team, Rashford is coming in on the left, Sterling is coming in on the left, Tottenham is Son and Kane coming in from the left and centrally, you'll see that a lot of the games are being played on the left this season. And nobody has actually strengthened their rights successfully, in my opinion. And so if I believe if Angelotti can just figure out how to strengthen the right side as well, I think that they can actually finish top four this season if, if care is not taken. Right. Yeah. Let's relax. No, I because this, this season is haywire. I mean, look at the table right now. Sutton is top four or maybe top five. I'd have to go check. But even Sutton is pulling, pulling weight. So I think ultimately this season is open. Anybody can do anything. You just have to showcase your ability. And if you look at what Everton has to offer. I mean, they have one of the best left backs in the EPL, let's be honest, right? They have um, solid CMs. They have Itukori that's likely top three best box-to-box midfielders in the EPL right now. They have somebody who's, you know, getting goals left, right, and center. 
and then they have somebody who's just taking on players like Richarlison. So I think they just have they have all the components required to at least push for push for top four. Okay, no, we will definitely see what happens with Everton this season. Um, Daniel, I want to ask you <clears throat> about a manager that I rate very highly. I don't know how you rate him. Your team might be looking for a manager soon, so I'm going to ask you what you think about him. <laughs> Brandon Rogers has been doing pretty good work with Leicester City since he came there. They, I think a lot of people wrote them off the last couple of weeks, but I'm looking at the table. They're in third, sitting comfortably. How how highly do you rate Brandon Rogers? And if you had the opportunity to welcome him to your club, how um wide are you? How wide open are your arms? Yeah, yeah. Before I move on to Brandon Rogers, though, I will let me just start off on answer real quick. I think this okay. game, this Chelsea game, yeah, I'll just parlay into it. I think this this game, this Chelsea game broke a four game losing streak for Ancelotti if I'm wrong, if I'm not wrong. I think they had lost three games and this was a fourth game or they had lost four games and whatever. It broke it broke a long losing streak. And I think this is where like experience comes in. When you've done this job for like twenty-five years, you've seen this before. The time came when you lost two, three games, you know what to do. And I think that, you know, it's a really big result. I don't know if he can build on it, but I just wanted to highlight that, you know, it, it's experienced guys who can like stop the rot like that. But moving on to like Brandon Rogers, though. Let me just let's just fact check before we forget. Um, so they haven't lost. It's a I think they were on a two game winless streak, if you want to call it a streak. So they weren't really. In yeah, the- I think they lost to Leeds. They had lost to Southampton or someone like that. But yeah, anyway, uh, on Brandon Rogers, though. I think it has been really underestimated, like the job Brandon Rodgers. Criticize this guy. He's that kind of manager where he'll just do well for most of the season, and come the end, he'll just fall apart. You know, and people are like have been criticizing him for that, and because of that, it outshadows what he did like from August to like I don't know March, which he has done a really great job. Actually, I think. <laughs> Anything can happen this season, and the way Leicester looks solid, if something really crazy happens, they can like go all the way. Like that's how good they are this season. In terms of like uh, when I welcome to Arsenal, I know we're gonna move on to Arsenal because you guys, I know you guys have a whole armory waiting for us to move on to it. But, yeah, man, when I welcome Brandon Rodgers to Arsenal, at this point, I think we will benefit from experience. And that alone, that alone, man, so, that alone should be enough to for us to want him. And I think he wants the job, to be honest, if I'm being honest. So, he wants the job. <laughs> I'll say, yeah. That's the thing. I don't get why Arsenal fans are, like, suffering from, like, mental like fatigue i don't know what it is but like there's no determination as to there's no under like why would rogers leave a team that he can qualify you know for champions league with for a team that's in like 15th place oh oh, that's easy money yes (laughs) but 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 also what if you can just make the club your art pay you that money 
don't oh, know. No, I mean, club club valuations don't grow like that. They don't just grow like that. Yeah, don't no, know. I yeah, I I don't know. I just don't see when when Asim Wenger was here, he was like I think he was the highest paid manager after Ferguson. Like, like eight million. Oh yeah, but that's because of the no. No, no, but, but Wenger's is different because Wenger deserved the amount that he was being paid as a result of what he had done for the club. No new manager coming into Arsenal was making half of what Wenger was making. And I think that the typical salary would be competitive for other managers, basically. Let's so just say we he, can pay him more than Leicester pays him now. Let me just say. Yeah, we, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yo, I was, well, are I we going to allow this to happen? Like, these guys cannot even pay their mascots. And they are expecting to that's what I'm saying. We literally just let the mascot go. Ozil said, guys, if you can take it from my side. Yeah, but then we bought didn't we buy a parking for like 45 mil? The mascot yeah, has nothing did, to do with it. Did you hear about that? I heard that, and I don't know, I'd have to fact check. So this is alleged or alleged. Mm-hmm. But either way, I heard that the funds used to purchase party was straight out of um Stan's pocket. It was not like club. Funds. Okay, so yeah, so what's wrong with that? Okay, then you'll see how many times Stan is willing to just jump out 45 million pounds. That's yeah. not actually, we actually have one of the highest wage, wage bills. Like, it's not like we're like a poor yeah, team. You know that, you know that the players were just talking about salary cuts and how they were not about it. And I think we actually just cut a couple people's salaries, actually. We so fired a mascot, like Josh said. Yeah, so so you guys are paying Ozil to to abuse you guys on Twitter, paying this guy three hundred twenty something thousand, paying Aubameyang. Their wages go to like a few people, and that's that's it. Like they they're just training the club. The club makes money. They pay for like the stadium uh, where you guys move to. Then they pay these players. That's it. I don't think you guys can pay Rogers that much more. As in a person, there's a there's this kind of point. It, it's in economics. I don't know the name. The point where the money is not as in, it's not. No, I, I, I think, I think if we go knock on Rogers's door, you'll come to our Trust me. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that the argument we're having basically is not just about wages, but also about is Arsenal pretty much a big club, and you know. Obviously, as an Arsenal fan, Daniel feels like Arsenal is still a big club, and and bro, where we like the big club <laughs> in terms of what there've been there've been seasons where Chelsea have been like where we are now. Last season, United had the same number of points, having the same number of games. It's only Arsenal where we start having philosophical conversations. We're still valued as one of the biggest teams in Europe. Period. So, That's so Daniel. So, Dana, you feel like this season for you is going to end the way last season ended for United? Like, you think top are we, four? Are, okay, are we, like, officially moving on to Arsenal now? Because I... No, no, I'm just asking this question. Yeah, I'm just asking. Yeah, you got to keep it in. Daniel, you're not going to answer the question. You just... Gonna... What was the question? What was the question? Do you Don't think share. that this season, this season for you for Arsenal, because you compared yourself to United last season, do you think that this season is going to end for you, have ended for them with a top three finish? No, that's just to say that was just to say that it's no it's not over by any means at all. And I still do think that we're gonna make something of this. Yes. Do you mind uh being a little more specific? What is something? Like I said, I'm still projecting top four for this team. For what team? What team? What team? <laughs> for Arsenal. Hey, what? Yo, 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 yo David, uh the man mute your mic now. Meet your mic now. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why that's my that's my projection for the team. Oh it's God. based on the quality of the team. Don't let it happen. Popo, don't let this happen. What are we talking about? Okay, so no one wants to have a little conversation about Arsenal finishing if moving on to Arsenal, just let me please. I don't even want us to talk about Arsenal. Let's move on to Spurs. George, 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 you can also turn off your mic. Can we move on to Spurs? Please let us know. What is happening? What is happening? The man, you're asking us what's happening. I'm asking you what's happening with you, bro. You're telling me that Arsenal is going to finish top four this season. We can't be told. I said that's my project. Hey, hey, we did beat Olya. What are you talking about, bro? What are you talking about? You said we beat Burnley. Did you say we can't beat Oli? No, I said Burnley. Burn. Let's just move on to Arsenal. We're already on Arsenal, right? No, please. No. Tell you what, let's move on to Arsenal. Demand it, please. Let me take the phone right now. Okay, so America, go. Let's go. Spurs, come on. Man. Thank you. Uh, don't worry, George. I'll get to Spurs because actually that's my. Oh, idea. So before before you guys start, can like the neutrals that are the the neutrals say something about I it? I know. I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what, David? Please say what you have to say. Please just say it. Yeah, because I know that you, I know that you guys are going to go in. So first and foremost, I think that Arsenal cannot pay the money that you think they can pay. They're still they Nicolas Pepe only came to Arsenal because. They're paying in installments. Like, <laughs> I don't know where the money. It's like for real. Like it's just I don't know where football is going. And the only reason that United can like start poorly is that they have money. As time goes, they keep splurging cash. Like they keep buying guys. Like Bruno comes January. You got like Arsenal in January. You know, nobody's coming. Like, Speculation. Come like that's you know what I'm saying. Like where's the money gonna come from? Also still in a contract. Like you can have. Yeah, so yeah. Also, what I like to say is, I just wish we don't talk about Arsenal. I just wish we focus our like this. We give minutes to clubs that are actually perform, like Southampton. You know, clubs that are on top of the league. You know, those are the bottom of the league. I feel like if we want to talk about Arsenal, let's talk about Arsenal in respect to their chances of playing maybe in the champ- championship. No. Someone talking. Okay. About okay. No, let me finish. Let's talk about Arsenal. In the sense that they could play in the championship mm-hmm. rather than them making top four. I feel like that's what we need to focus our attention on. Okay. When the time comes and I'm like, and you're like, oh, what episode did I say it on? And I'm in the chat and I'm like, hey, George, you didn't say this. <laughs> and we're looking for the episode. Everybody See, remember this episode. Daniel, okay? it's the no. hope. It's the hope that killed so, okay, You take no it. I still make top four. Listen, no, 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 from no, 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 now to the rest of the season, you'll be hoping. Daniel, you'll be no, hoping. I'm going to address my friend, Demani. You know, sometimes when I'm going through a rough patch, I also, I too experience denial. Mm-hmm. Where in my mind, I believe things that won't necessarily happen. So ultimately, I want to start with this. Uh, Arteta has an Instagram account. Please, viewers, if you know, if you listeners, if you have Instagram, please, Mikel Arteta, find him on Instagram. And message him directly, please. I have done it. If you're a fan of us, if you're a fan of this podcast, please message Arteta directly. He needs to know how we feel. Okay, let's start there. Second of all, I looked for Stan Kroenke. I couldn't find him, but I'll look for him again. Now, I want to say this. I want to say this, and it is critical that you guys note this right now. 
my stance is Arteta what out. Did I say in? No, I didn't say in. I said out. <laughs> Arteta out immediately. Immediately. Because this last game against Burnley, with all due respect, showcased all of Arteta's talents. And now I have, you know, over time, I used time to build my my conclusion about people. I studied them, their body language, their sense, how they interact with the press, all these things. And with Arteta, I was just taking my time. I was like, is this the man? Is this the man? Is this the man? This, this weekend, I realized he's not the man. He's not even the <laughs> man. So, so, I want you guys to see this. We played Burnley, Dolapo, George, um, David, Demani. We played Burnley. If you're playing a team like Burnley that is not necessarily going to attack one and then two, attack centrally, you ultimately never need to play two holding midfielders. You are wasting talent by playing what? Two holding midfielders. Especially two holding midfielders that cannot create chances in El Nini and what? Granit Xhaka. Now, ironically, those same individuals decided that, you know what? Is it UFC we are playing or is it soccer? Xhaka said, ha, choke slam, choke slam. I used to watch wrestling. Mm, Undertaker, choke slam. He grabbed somebody by the neck. But because all of a sudden he has forgotten that there's a thing called VAR, maybe he thought that he'll get away with it. But clearly he's an idiot because he should know that he won't get away with it. And then we got the red card, right? And then El Nini's own was even more so shocking. Because at least Shaka, he stood his ground when he grabbed somebody by the neck. Ilnini, when he punched somebody in the face, then he, now, he ran, he now laid down on the floor and he held his own face. He said, ah, I'm in pain. So I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. In my entire life. I've never seen one player punch another player and then go hey, down. Hey, 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 calm down, man. Hold on, calm hold on, hold on, hold on. No, this thing is paining me because you guys understand. When you now decide as a manager that you play Lacazette as a calm, Lacazette as a calm, Lacazette maybe by default every season has maybe one assist. You're telling me that Lacazette is going to play calm and then you're playing Saka on the left and William on the right, both of which are not creating chances. So anyways, my point is that tactically, I, I don't yes, know if that bring, was a wrap. Bring your point. Yes, let me bring it in. Let me bring it in. Sorry, it was a lot. So ultimately, my point is this. My point is this, Dolapo. I have yeah. watched Arteta. He has no plan for this team. He has no plan for this team. Do you know that in the last two, three games, we whipped like maybe a hundred balls into the box? Do you know how many goals we've scored? One. <laughs> we've scored one goal off of whipping the ball a hundred times into the box. So don't come and tell me top four is possible. Demani, don't disrespect me like that. We're going to say Arteta out. That is my stance. That is my stance. Arteta out. Okay, right, guy, we got your stance. Okay. We got your stance. We got your stance. This was only part one of my rant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just want to fact check on Lacazette, you know, because I know Winfred is a supporter of Lacazette playing Cam. Two seasons ago, Lacazette had eight assists and 35 appearances. So he might have some ability there. But Daniel, go ahead. React oh, yeah. to I mean, the whole Lacazette hate is people like Brian. People like Brian don't watch soccer at all the same. Yeah, yeah. Just, but yeah, let me just address let me just address these points because it seems that boys don't. Yo, but the money, the money, the money, the money. Do you know? I didn't, do you know? I didn't even talk about Bellerin. Now let me address Bellerin very quickly. Okay. Bellerin yeah, has had Bellerin. Bellerin has had four foul throws this season. Four Actually, foul five, throws. Five, five, yeah. 
Four foul throws. Do you know I learned how to throw the ball when I was like seven? They say put it behind your head and then throw it before it passes your head. That was it. I never missed it. One foul throw, I didn't do it. Do you know that Bellerin collects almost 150000 a week? You're telling me that you're collecting 150000 a week and you don't know how to throw the ball. Arteta has looked at you to fail the first foul throw. Now you did the second one. You did the third one. He said, ha, but he's from Spain. I have to play him. He's my brother. And then he's still <laughs> playing him. He's still playing him. I mean, now he's on the bench. No matter how okay. knows how to throw the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Rebecca, let me let me just jump here. Okay, you guys know why I am consistently the best analyst in this in this channel. <laughs> what a joke! Do you know why? Do you know why I always seem to checkmate you people? Because I'm not reactionary. See, mm. I analyze the fundamentals of what's actually going on. So I'm going to do that for you right now. And you're all going to be quiet while I do it, especially. <laughs> the money. <laughs> the money on the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, will any of you in this chat tell me right now uh, that Burnley has a better team than us? Yes. No. Even, even Dolapo hates Arsenal since no. <laughs> I don't hate Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows that Bernie does not have a better squad than us. What some sort of vindicator I've been saying all along is that our form is not because our team is bad. So then we start to find out really what's going on. It turns out there is a goddamn civil war in the dressing room, man. Hmm. We have players, fighting players in the dressing room. I saw a report that says David Lewis is not talking to Mikaeteta. I don't know what's going on. And then it becomes evidently clear what is happening. That is clear that Burnley doesn't have a better team than us. It's just that these players, some of these players, don't want to play for the manager. They don't want to play for the team. We're not the first team that this has happened to. Yeah, that has like dressing room problems. That is just manifesting itself on the field. Because I'm not even going to shake away from it. I told you people, we have one of the best squads in the league. Period. I'm not even trying to gas you or disrespect you, Rebecca. Zaka and the like. No, 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 Zaka, no Zaka. But with Zaka, we should still be able to beat Burnley. That's the problem. I'm gonna to get to that way. I tell you, right? You should not have Zaka in your team. But even if you have him in your team, you should still be beating Burnley, right? So yeah, what I was saying, we've gotten to the point where because we are having a civil war in the dressing room. Basically, a tetris sample size of players that you can actually pick. It's actually less than the players that are in the dressing room. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. there are only some people that are willing to play for him. And I think that's why he keeps playing Xhaka, because the guy is, you know, he's not, like, against him or anything, even though he's clearly not good. So then where do we, the, the, where do we now go from here? We definitely have to get rid of some people who are who are causing trouble in the dressing room. Like Messi, also that guy has been a cancer on this club. I can't wait for him to be gone because I know he's one of the guys behind it. Socrates, all the guys we left out of the squad. Yeah. My issue now, yeah. My issue now is now that I we know the problem that there's actually trouble in the dressing room. What I'm actually now afraid of, I'm telling you that we'll finish top four and I have a little bit of doubt, is because Ateta has never been in this position. This is the guy's first job. If this was Ancelotti, Brendan Rodgers, I'll be like, oh, yeah, this guy's been managing for years. They've seen this before. They know who to talk to. They know. This is, Nikola Ateta has never seen this before. So then 
you're a new manager, you never manage, and you're dealing with this huge dressing room crisis. I don't know what you do. But here's what I will tell him to do. Quite honestly, he sh- this is sacking form. If they sack him, I'll not be surprised because he has made some mistakes. Jaka should not be here still. That's a mistake. He has made some mistakes, and he got sacked. I won't be surprised. But this is what I would tell him to do right now to get him through to January and hope that maybe Stan Kroenke will come back and help him again. He should just he should just play the team that plays the Europa games. Play the teams. The next three games we're playing Chelsea, I think, and then we have Everton, and, and then, then we have Everton, then Everton. Yeah. Chelsea, Everton. I think Southampton is. In, no, Southampton. Next game is South, yeah, the next game is Southampton at the Emirates. Yeah. Play the team that is playing the Europa League games because first of all, it doesn't matter the quality of the squad. If the guys don't don't want to play for you, they want to get you sacked. You're gonna to lose to even Burnley. So play the play Maitland House and the guys who play the Europa games. It seems like they actually want to play for you. Start there. And then hopefully you can get some results and that will push you through to January. Because right now, you know, the Arsenal, everybody likes, like, you know, everyone is it's a competition of just how much you can disrespect Arsenal. It's not the quality of the squad. It's, we are having dressing room problems right now. And this is the way forward. Play the team, the youngsters. The youngsters who play the Europa League games seem that they are still on board with your program. You should just play them for the next few years. That's my opinion. Okay. But, but to, to, to wrap up on Arsenal real quick, I just want to find a word from you, Daniel. Just for confirmation, yeah. you still have Arsenal with everything going on, finishing top four this season. Based on the quality of the house squad, yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay so, well, so, so, so my... Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. I mean, I don't like to just walk over Arsenal like this is not a big deal. Many people are suffering out there. We can't just brush it aside. But ultimately, please, guys, now the lineup that... See how people like George are talking to us anyhow now, anyhow, because of Arsenal. Look at George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, see, I support, I support Barcelona, so I can talk to you anyhow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. So ultimately, right, I think the keeper, Leno still plays for Arteta, right? New signing centre-back, Gabriel, still plays for Arteta, right? Okay. Centre-backs, yes, Saliba has issues. Saliba says he wants to go. Fine and good, you can go. But then, okay, you can now play Mustafi because Mustafi, I think, will play for Arteta, no problem, because he's the one playing in, uh, what's it called? Europa, right? Bellerin, I told you guys how I feel about Bellerin. Um, Left-back, Tierney is obviously playing. Play Cedric. play Play the guys who play the Europa League. And yeah, then, you, know, you want to put in some of the senior guys like Gabriel. The, the team is not playing for you. You can't win. Nobody's no, going to tell me Burnley is better than Arsenal, man. Nobody. No, Burnley is definitely not better than Arsenal. That is so that's why we lose it to them. It's because guys don't want to play for the manager. But, and, you know. Here's the thing. But here's the thing. So you're even revealing to me more so that Arteta is not the man for the job solely for the reason that he's playing players that are not trying to play for him. Well, yeah, I, I want to argue that if you think he should be sacked, I'm not going to say no, don't sack him because you know, after all, it's not like okay, yes, but ultimately, yeah. but ultimately, but ultimately, but they're not going to sack him. Is what I'm saying. So if no, he, no, 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 he's no, not going to sack, yeah. But the money, I'm saying that if you look at what this guy did, pound for pound, how he approached the game against Burnley, that for me in itself is enough for us to say, okay, this is not the man for the job because the fact that you played two DMs against Burnley. We literally do not ever need two DMs. Burnley is the team that you go to get those five goals. 
You see what I'm saying? You do not need to play two DMs. I dislike Sebayos. I think he needs to run to Spain if possible. But <laughs> if that was the case, play one DM. Worst case scenario, play 4-1-4-1 or whatever it is called. Just play mm-hmm. one DM and then just get rid of it. Have your players attack Burnley. Push them, especially if you're home. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm saying like just the very basic, just the very yeah. basic understanding. So I guess he's, he's making he's making mistakes at, at the time when there's the perfect storm. I'm and telling you, this is just what the end for him to at least get us out of the bumps that will say, okay, like how far? Because look, our next games, let me just tell you right now, with Sutton in their form, with all due respect, we likely will lose that game. James Ward Prowse all of a sudden has become Kevin De Bruyne. He's scoring two free kicks per game. It's ridiculous. Leicester <laughs> guard is now just heading everything, headmaster. So I think we're going to lose that game against Sutton. Angelotti is going to boss him, obviously. Angelotti is going to win the game. So that's what I'm saying. We've now already, in my mind, dropped six points. Six points. If any of the teams below us come up, then it's becoming that Arsenal is talking relegation. You see what I'm saying? This next window is our opportunity. Play the Europa, play the Europa League games for the, the team for the next three games to January. If you're coming in as a new manager, the manager, you're benching Obama Young and like I said, the, the fans will look at you and really think like, yo guy, how far? Like, is this really what your plan is? Just get like, this guy is in a too dark of a situation right now that the best interest for the team is for him to just say, you know what? Maybe I'm not cut out for this job. You guys can have your club back. And we'll see. Yeah, but for another another day, though, Popo, I, I don't know where the toxicity in the dressing room just came from, but it's like the reading reports are like fighting and shit like <laughs> I, I, I can tell you I can tell you where it came from. I can tell you where it came from. I think it started it started with that in Ketia and Sibayo too. You remember? Fulham game, yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. No, no, no. I can, I can, I can, I can tell you where it came from. There's always been that indiscipline amongst a certain group of players already. Hmm. People are like surprised that Jacka grabs someone's throat, but like, have you seen what he has done over the years? Well, that's like indiscipline, and this is the thing. Manchester United went through a certain period. Was as bad. When you had Van Gaal who came and the guy was like, oh, I'm going to use this method of management that goes against what is con- like is, is completely opposite to what is going on at the club right now. And a lot of players reacted towards it. Like he would send emails and he would have software to check if the players open the emails. And most of the players were not reading the emails he was sending them. How can you win? How can the team win when you're not reading the coach's emails? <laughs> like you get what I'm saying? It's like that kind of that ended in that indiscipline was there, and Arteta came with like, oh, I'm gonna enforce this management of accountability. Some yeah, of these guys then they defy him. Then they try to defy him. For instance, if you're like think about it, if you're going to do this friend, you saw this guy, he's a young guy, he wants to play for the club, whatnot. So after that Brighton thing, he grabbed Mopé by the neck. They shipped him to Hertha Belling. The people in the club, like the players who knew him and whatnot, there's going to be like little rifts because as a coach, when you come in, like you ask Ozil, you ask Gwenduzi, you ask certain people with your new management. And already I said there was some indiscipline there already. You have a situation like this. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's a very good answer. I mean, I think there are players at Arsenal that are hot-headed, on discipline, whatever you want to say, like they they're already there, so it's not 
hugely surprising that they're having getting worse issues. Yeah. Especially when you lose, right? Losing makes everything worse. Like when you start losing, exactly. everyone is their worst, worst version of themselves. Um, I want us to talk about some games coming up. We have midweek games, so I do want us to talk about them. I think the big game coming up is Liverpool versus Tottenham. Um, it's a huge game. Two teams that have aspirations to win to win the league. Um, George, I'm going to start with you. What do you what do you expect to happen in this game, especially with Liverpool coming off like dropping points against Fulham, which was a surprise to many? Do you see that uh, Liverpool Fulham game? Did you see that game? I actually did, and I saw some of the highlights. I saw Fulham actually had a lot of chances and mm-hmm. promising ones. George, in the season where Fulham said they get points against Liverpool, you shock say we go finish the game. Wait, Daniel, you still think Aston's going to finish fourth? Is that what this is about? Carry on, carry on, carry on. We <laughs> talk season where Fulham almost beat Liverpool, man. Bro, but there's the thing, though. Fulham has, they've actually been playing ball. They just don't have a striker. Did you see their, their first game of the season? Like the first couple of games. Like these guys were actually. The first game ball. was against us. We beat them 3 1, 3 0. Yeah, but like the thing was they were actually playing ball. Like they were they just could not finish. Like the result says three, whatever, but like those guys were actually playing ball. They just don't okay. have a good striker. Like a finisher. And you can see in their team right now, there's no striker. But that aside. The Liverpool game, Liverpool, like we can see, we can see their like the, the problems in that team. We can see it; it's clear for all to see. They don't have a defender. They don't have any type of defense. And you're playing, and they play. I don't. They play this high line, and you're playing a high line against a team like Spurs. Kane is gonna drop deep. They're gonna put Son and maybe Lucas Moura big one on that side. Run behind those fullbacks. It's done. If you don't take time, you're going to see another Aston Villa result. Hmm. It could easily happen. Because this is what Mourinho is like. This is how Mourinho is going to set up his team. Sissoko, Hoybeck, those guys are going to break down every single play. And then, look for Kane. Kane swings the ball to Son. It's going to happen like that. And again, Trent, that side is going to leak. Like, I can't wait for this game tomorrow, man. I really cannot wait. But it's a, it's a, yeah, it's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a very good game. Okay, you guys heard that George cannot wait for a Liverpool. Game. I know, man. I know. I, I'm, know. I'm glad he cannot wait. He's <laughs> thinking <laughs> Liverpool might lose. He pretty much said it. No, um, the thing is, if they don't lose, right, <laughs> it's because you know a higher power probably intervened. <laughs> exactly. For example, the Fulham game. You guys saw the penalty that they gave these guys, and the penalty that they did not give uh, Fulham. Uh-huh. Those are those are the type of those are the type of decisions that if Liverpool is going to win that game, those are the type of decisions that the ref is probably going to make and help Liverpool. Uh, so, Popo, so, so Popo, can I can I can I say something? I don't know. I want to look up the name of the ref for that Liverpool game, and I I don't want to like come at him, so I'm not even going to say his name. But like. People like him, yeah, when he goes back to the other referees and they like, ask him, like, so when you went to the monitor and you watched that thing that you thought was a penalty, did you feel in that moment that it was a clear and obvious error? You had made a clear and obvious error that, the, you know, the guy was not tackled. How, like, do you have the temperament for this job? Are you sure? You know, because how? 
you get what I'm saying? Back then, like last season, we used to be like, oh, go and check the monitor and see. Some referees are checking it and they're like, yeah, you know, that thing, you know, that was a wrong call. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, he's a, you're a professional. And when you have the power of review, you can be like, okay, cool. But you are a professional. You have the power of review. And it's like you're scared. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like, or I don't know. I, I don't know. No, I, think I don't know. The thing is that club, club that kept you know, complaining. That thing probably got to his head. And the crazy thing is that the penalty he gave the the Liverpool guys, I'm like, yo, like, he just called it. And he was like, oh, handball. But, like, clearly you can see the guy's hand was close to his body. And when you're jumping, you cannot jump with your hand, like, like I don't know, next to your body. That's almost impossible. So, so for... I understand the point that we're trying to make in that the penalty not given to Fulham was probably a penalty and the penalty given to Liverpool was soft, but I don't think the penalty given to Liverpool was a glaring error. Like his hand was up and even you just caught yourself almost saying you can't jump without putting your hands up, but you actually can. Players do it all the time. Yeah, but at the end it was it was up, Popo, it was up, but it was next to his body. Does that make any sense? It does, but that, it does. That, George, that, that which, which hand do you think it, it hit? Because when I watched the game, I thought it hit um, another oh, one guy Kamara. on the on the left. Kamara. Yeah, but then I saw it again. They actually hit Kamara's elbow, and the guy's posture. The guy's the guy's posture was it was kind of dubious. It was kind of dubious. I can see it was definitely a pen. and jump with your hands up, like guys. I know we don't like it. Hold on, like I, I'm, I'm talking about the Fulham one, and this my thing was not specifically like this game Liverpool. I watch a lot most of the Premier League games, and like every sometimes I just feel like I was cheated, like my time was taken from me because yeah. like it's they're good games. Then you just watch them call, and I'm like the referees like they're they want to absolve the responsibility, like it's like fear, or you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like how how like how can you watch your own decision that you got it right the first time go and watch a replay for five minutes the game was tough for a long time then come back and be like nah that was a mistake i i i don't i don't you know what i'm saying i see a lot like these kind of things first of my what was blowing my mind was last season i was shocked that referees were in a room somewhere watching this thing on tape and still getting the things wrong now the people in the rooms are getting it wrong. Then the guy walks their monitor on the side and still goes and gets some of these decisions wrong. Not only talking about this Liverpool game. It's kind of like, I don't know. It it, it kind of sucks. It's, yeah, it sucks. Man. Sounds like there's just no solution because it involves people and people are prone to error. People are prone to error. Yeah, so like that is where I'm shifting to enjoy the games. Just people are prone to error. Just accept it. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Understandable. I, w- I want to ask um, Daniel, let me ask you this question because I, I think I do think this is a really big game. Like I said, two teams that have aspirations of winning the league. Do you think whoever wins this game is the person that ultimately wins the league? Oh, uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> no. I think Liverpool will be spares like 2 0, like easily. But. Easy. Yes, I think they'll be them quite easily because this this uh, sitting back thing is not going to work against Pane and them. Um, 
I mean, I watched the Crystal Palace game. It's typical Spurs performance. When they started, they were like all hot. It was good. The game kind of went dry. And when I was watching, I just knew Palace was going to equalize. They did. And I think that, you know, they'll play like that against Liverpool and they'll lose. Nah, but see, that's... Daniel, that's that, that's why I think I th- see that's that's I'm, I'm actually happy that Crystal Palace game ended that way because now Mourinho knows he cannot score one and then sit back. He knows that now because the reason why he started doing that was because first the guy when he scores he keeps going he keeps putting on attacking players, but after that West Ham game where he was leading three zero and then lost the lead, that's when he started sitting back after like maybe two goals or three goals so now that he knows that okay maybe if i score one i should not sit back he's gonna go in for more and i think that's where you know that liverpool game even if he scores first he's not gonna sit back he's probably gonna go for one or two more goals and then he's gonna sit back george what do you think this game is gonna be the last one, I actually want to say. This is the thing. Liverpool are champions for a reason. There's a reason why people think Spurs can be champions right now. Pragmatism. Liverpool are a pragmatic side. This is the thing, though. They can go and lose 7-2 to Villa and whatnot, but it's somewhat of a message. This game means something to Klopp. He has seen, like, for instance, like George is saying, it's true, that right side and whatnot. But Liverpool are also that team that like to hit other teams on counterattacks. You get what I'm saying? So it's going to be a really, really good game. Like, as in George, like, what is Klopp fixed that element of his thing to become, to make Liverpool champions. They're very pragmatic. So you, got, you expect to see something interesting because Salah and things, they'll also go in the box and try and, you know, dance with, uh, David. you know, for, for the penalty. So, yeah, my boy Reguilon, like, I'm pretty sure Moreno is gonna bet another thousand, like thousand dollar lump, and tell the guy that, bro, if Sal does not get past you, I'll buy it. You know, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He that bet. <laughs> well, he makes that bet. Sal will be inefficient in that game. He probably make that bet with Sergio Rea too. Tell Sergio Rea a Bentley or something. Sergio Rea, like with his life. Like this actually about that that Spurs game that you guys should watch out for. Spurs when they start the game, they start like really hot because they want to score you first, then go and sit back. Uh-huh. Because Mourinho has that thing at halftime, he doesn't lose. So every game they play, they, their goals come very early. When it doesn't come, if you don't score in the first twenty, you have a good chance. If Liverpool can survive that first twenty or even hit Spurs when they are like proactively red, red Gullion pushes up or whatnot. That is that that first twenty. I, I think there's a there's a little bit of misconception that Liverpool are some sort of counter attacking team. I know when they started out they were like that when they were like on this steep, you know, accent to the top. They were kind of they started out like that, playing on the counter. Here's, here's what is going to happen, okay? Mourinho is going to sit back like he did against City, exactly the way he played that game against City. He's going to go do that against Liverpool too. And the problem is that this Liverpool team, the closer and the longer and the more consistent you let them be around your box, you lose. It's that simple. And huh. trust that he's going to lose. Okay, I, I want us to do some scores real quick, and I have one question for Mika. I'll come to you last. George, give me a score for this game. Spurs, three. Liverpool, one. David, what do you think? Give me a score. I actually think it's gonna be Liverpool, Liverpool two, Spurs one. Rightfully so. Eh. 
they hit Moreno pass. <laughs> yeah, Mika, Mika, so I want you to give me a score for this game, but I also want to uh, ask you about Serge Aurier, someone that George brought up. How highly would you rate him among right backs in EPL? Like, is he top three right now or even higher? All right. Um, for Serge, um, he's a bad boy. Don't forget. Oh, 100%. Um, but let me see. First of all, what I can you score, and I'll think about that. So, Ironically, I think uh, you guys forgot the fact that Liverpool is, is a bit wounded right now. They are, they are struggling defensively, actually. I mean, Trent is actually sort of injured. That's why he was taken out this last game. And then, obviously, we know Van Dijk is out, so on and so forth. And I think it's a weaker defense, and I think that's why Fulham actually should have ended first half with maybe one or two more goals. So, ultimately, I do think it's going to be a Tottenham win. Um, so, my call is going to be a 2-0 win. It's a clean sheet for Tottenham at Anfield, because I don't know, unless a penalty is given. So 2-0, 2-1, I'll just say 2-0. And then for Aurea, Aurea, I want to say Aurea is definitely top five. I want to say he's top five. I mean, attacking-wise, I like his ability. He's not as good attacking as, like, Trent, for example. Defensively, I think he's stellar, but not as good as Wambizaka or Kawaka. So I think he's just damn near in the middle. He's almost like, you know, you know I say I say he's 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 third or fourth in, in right now actually you just named like three guys that you think are better than him so you can't no 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 no. so i'm saying overall so trent is better attacking wise but he's better than trent defensively and so i would still take him over trent because i want my defender to be able to defend right so ultimately um i still believe so okay rank wise i would say kyle walker is likely number one Mm -hmm. right and everybody likes Pereira, but i don't really know you know, I'll, 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 you know, I'll, we'll see. And then Juan Bissaka, defensively, I like him. He's quite strong defensively, attack-wise. So, actually, you know, I'll, I'll probably give Walker, um, Trent, and then... No, sorry. Walker, Aurea, Trent, actually. I'll give him second, actually, now that I think about it. Hey, that's what I wanted to hear. Aurea's second best right back. Yeah, I'll give you. And then Pereira, all those other guys can come in right afterward. It's a close, it's a close one. It's a close, close category. Okay, okay. I just wanted this on, on record how highly you rank him. So you think he's a very good player? No, absolutely, man. Aurea is good. He's smart. He can defend. He can attack. Um, and I also think that every once in a while he can galvanize a team because he's very energetic too. So he, he's a good asset for Tottenham. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I want to talk about Leicester versus Everton. Also, that's another game coming up. We talked a little bit about Everton. We didn't talk too much about Leicester, but let's talk about them now. Um, I'm going to go to Daniel. I want you to talk about my boy, Madison. I think Madison is just incredibly good. I don't know if you saw his goal over the weekend, the two goals. Um, he looks like he's, you know, trying to, trying to hit a stride. How good do you think Madison is or how good do you think he can be? Yeah, so Madison just came back from, like, a long-term injury, right? He had, like, a surgery, I think, over the summer. So then he had, like, a, a slower start to the season like than, you know, he normally would. I did see his goals last week, and um, the guy, the boy has become quite good. I'm not going to lie. He has become quite good. Um, when he started out, when he first came, like, on the scene, um, there were like a few things that he like he couldn't he couldn't really do and I, I think it was around his mobility he couldn't really get up and down the field like these days I don't even see a problem with that at all like he's everywhere on the field and when you give him that chance he's just gonna put it away and the guy he, he's up there I would say he's um, top seven players in the league maybe 
maybe. Top seven. Yo, relax, yo, relax, man. Oh my, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> Be money. What's happening today? Arsenal is top four, and now money. Like, what are we doing, guys? Guys, guys. Class. Well, you mean like top seven, like calm? Top seven, calm is what I mean. Yes, like he's top seven. Like top seven calm. English calm. English. Calm. How many camps are there in the league? First of all, to begin with, I'm saying specifically English camps, specifically English, because yeah, but they, what, what are the non-English camps? Right, Bruno, not? Bruno, De Bruyne, um, uh, there's well, a lot. Who? There's a lot more now. There's a lot. More. <laughs> no, who? You nah, really wanted to think of all of the camps? Isn't Dombele yes, camp? I, today? No, no, in the very next camp, and uh, I don't even think it's better than so whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> who, are, who, are, who are the top camps? But team, no, no, team, team, I know, right. team definitely gave a compliment that's like not that much of a compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time you count seven, like he's probably no, no, no. I, 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 I didn't think he was. I was the one that narrowed it down to camp. He said top no, seven. No, no, I actually, I actually meant to say like top seven camps. Like I wasn't okay, thinking okay. like of Van Dijk and Demso when I said. Okay, okay, because you just said top seven player in the league, so I helped you narrow it down to camp. So thank you. Yeah, there aren't that many camps really, so it doesn't even have to be like English camp. Like the the guy is actually quite good, and he still would has you, the. Would you take him at Arsenal right now? Oh, I definitely would. Yes, why not? Okay, just check. I'll take them. I agree at Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we we know you told us this before. Um, Daniel, how, what do you expect from this game, Leicester versus Everton? What would you be looking for? And ultimately, what do you think the score will be? Um, it's going to be one of those gritty games, you know, that I don't think will be high scoring. It looks like a draw, really. But these days, that means the Leicester is probably going to win a 1-0. Hmm. Yeah, the Leicester is okay. probably going to win a 1-0. Okay. David, what do you think? I, this is one of those games. I don't think it's going to be great, gritty per se because... I think everything can beat Leicester City. Like, to be honest with you, I'm not really impressed with Leicester City. Like, they're up and down team. Like, they play well for three, four, five games, and they go, they slump up and down. Madison, the thing with Madison, I've, I mean, Brian will say he's a Brian player. I don't know. But I don't know about uh, uh, James Madison. He's also very emblematic. Uh, he just simplifies what Leicester is about. Up and down, up and down, up and down, unpredictable. I think Ancelotti to get in the win in this one. Hmm. Probably, yeah. Give me a score. Give me a score. I think Ancelotti to get two zero. Two zero. Wow, you don't even believe in Vardy. Oh, ah, they have JV nine. They have JV nine. <laughs> we, we just have to throw them some goals, man. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know about the scoreline, but I think Ancelotti is winning. JV nine is gonna bank, of course. Okay. George, what do you think about Lester Everton? Also about the the Lester defender. Um, oh, what's his name? I can't. Fofana. What do you think about Fofana in his a his first DSN player, a David player, by the way, nineteen year old. You this guy. David is gonna kill me. But now uh, Fofana reminds me of Todibo in a sense. The Barcelona's Todibo. Oh, that's not good then, is it? I mean, it's good in a sense. Like he has a. Pretty much the same qualities. He's, he's he's agile. He moves the ball pretty well. I don't know. He just remind when I watch him play. He reminds me a lot of Todibo. He has a lot of like he's only nineteen, so he has a lot of a lot of development to do. And maybe under the right manager, who knows? 
you know, he could go places. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? What? Do you, how do you think this game is gonna play out between Les and Everton? Uh, as long as JV nine scores, man. So I, I'm gonna say, uh, I I, I want to see a three one, three one Leicester win. Three one Leicester win. Yeah. I'm with you. I think Leicester wins this game, man. I don't know what they're talking about. Hey, Mika, what do you think? Give me a score. Uh, it's gonna be a drab tie. Um, it's probably a one-one type of game. One-one. Okay. So for FPL purposes, avoid this game. Yeah, it's not the best game. I mean, definitely go get fucking De Bruyne, that useless motherfucker. <laughs> Wait, I know. Like, Popo, it's, it's it's just one of those games where like I feel like it would it could just swing. That's why like I'm kind of having a hard like predicting. Mm-hmm. I'm starting everything, but I feel like it could just be one of those games where if you're gonna you're losing, you lose like a three-one or something, you know, like a two-zero, mm-hmm. like a comprehensive loss. Like one guy just takes it, but I don't know. That's just my yeah. feeling. No, no, I agree with you. I think they're fairly evenly matched, and they're just gonna be about who shows up more on that day and who has the tactics. Yeah, right. who, who wants it more? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, George, I want to kind of ask you to present our new bus of the week. I don't know if you're prepared this week. Are you prepared? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it. Let's get it. Wow, I'm so surprised. I'm so surprised. <laughs> yeah, who's who's the bus of the week, man? This was an interesting week for EPL, but who was unable to keep up? Man, this bust of the week. This is second time being a bust. He's going through a lot, man. This guy is going through a lot. He sent me a voice. He sent me a message in the chat, trying to threaten me, telling me to keep. He said, keep your name out of my mouth. It was like, keep my name out of your mouth. Huh. And then he said, what did he say? He said something after. Man, I missed that part. But basically, yeah, the guy, the guy is on the edge. <laughs> the guy is on the edge. <laughs> Are you seriously threatened? Yeah, the guy was like, yo, keep my wow. name out of your mouth. Damn. Wow. I forgot the second part. But yeah, the guy is on the edge, man. Arsenal is losing. I don't think mm. I don't remember the last time the guy celebrated a goal, but like, bro, the guy's going through a lot. Just focus, just focus, focus, yeah, focus. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why? You always talk about Arsenal. The guy's an Arsenal, the guy's an Arsenal fan, and he—that's up- part of why he's the boss. He has yeah. two Arsenal players in his team. He has two Arsenal players, Gabriel and Saka. Even what? after rookie, rookie gave advice specifically to him last episode. Yes. And then for some reason it's like he didn't fix his team. Like you have um I think he benched Cancelo and then started Kilman. And I'm like, why? Like, why would you bench I mean, I, I get it that you know City's playing United, but like Kilman, the guy doesn't even play. So why <laughs> even play him to begin with? You have Jota and Cavani, then you captain KDB, like Pulisic. Why are these guys in your team? Why? <laughs> Like I said, this guy's going through a lot. It doesn't, it doesn't look like he actually fixed his team. He's going through a lot. I think Arsenal is stressing him out. Mm-hmm. To, to send a message and threaten me, like, that's that's deep. That's deep. So, anyways, our bust of the week, president of OWGA, only white girls allowed, Lay <laughs> Straffer, B Straff, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian Joko, <laughs> you're a bust for game week 12. 
But Brian, Brian sent you a message to keep uh, his name out of your mouth. Oh my Brian, God, man. Brian, if you're listening, this is what Jaka will do to you. I've been telling you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real quick, Daniel, please yeah. give, give us some FPL advice, especially for Brian and other busts. This, um, how do we avoid being like him? Yeah, quick, quick one, quick one. This is what Brian said. It was like, he at me, right? He at me. This was at 7.57 a.m. He at me. He woke up. That was his first message in the chat. It was like, I George. Keep my name out of your mouth. I'm not playing. I'm like, hey, Brian. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's a bust. <laughs> Yo, I don't understand, Brian. I really don't understand, Brian. Like, I don't. Why wouldn't you just? Oh, oh God. Like, why would you just buy the guys that? <sighs> yeah, he's trying to he just keep their faith. Keep their faith. <laughs> yeah, but in terms of uh, in terms of well, players, well, yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at his team. Uh, let me just go through his team very quickly. You had to look for it, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has Cavani, so um, we can stop there, but we'll Why? continue. Cavani doesn't play. Exactly. <laughs> he started an injured Jota. By the way, his entire bench is zeros besides Martinez. So just zero, zero, zero. It's like a phone number or something. Anyways, <clears throat> Pulisic, Pulisic had zero, doesn't start. Jota, he started, doesn't start, uh, injured, out. Um and then he has Saka. Maybe he hasn't watched Arsenal recently. He also has Gabriel. Like you said, maybe he hasn't watched Arsenal recently. He has Ben Chilwell, not bad. Cancelo, okay. And then Regulon, okay. All right. I mean, ultimately, it is a very terrible team. Um, Brian is from Cameroon. I don't know what part of Cameroon is. One of the strange, strange parts. So, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's no surprise that something like this would happen. But ultimately... For the fact that he has two Arsenal players, just tells us that he's he's clearly just going through a very rough patch, like George said. So, yes. yeah, yes, sir. No, this is the thing. This is the thing with Bayern. Like he like he wants to play this game a certain way, but you can't play the game that way. We've had this conversation for years. You just have to buy the players that are going to score. Like it's it's not. You get what I'm saying? Like he says, it's not about that type of management. I know. Doing he's scouting. He said, I'm scouting. <laughs> Carlton, I'm like, guy, you busting, you busting. <laughs> and I think the one that probably can relate a little bit is Daniel. I know Demani has some issues with FPL. Um, he wasn't able to play the way he wanted to play. <laughs> so yeah, the platform is subpar. He just needs to come to grips with it. It's just subpar, man. But I do have some tips for you guys, though. For the FPL, Please. nobody has given me credit for calling. I didn't even call it because it was just so obvious, but you guys were just being stubborn. I said Kane and you guys laughed at me. Game with one. Do you remember? No, we don't. Okay. When the shit turns around, you guys <laughs> don't come you don't come back and say, Daniel, you are the ultimate analyst. Wait, hold on. You recommended a player that regularly scores. How many of you had anyway, man? I'm not even gonna go there, but I'll I'll give you the, the tips I'm gonna give you. These ones are the I'd call them the marginal tips. Yeah, so I'm not giving you someone you don't know at all. I'm saying go get it. But you know, I've looked at the fixture list, I've analyzed the fixture list, I've put it through my comprehensive quality control process. 
that I can tell you that in the upcoming game weeks, you should get, if you need a striker, I think you should get Gabriel Jesus. It sounds counterintuitive. But oh, that's Lord. Oh, my God. Guy, I just saw the... Let me keep quiet. That's the sort of move that is going to I get you points. Again, I think this again, I actually will score. <laughs> so, yeah, they have, they, have, they have West Brom coming up. He's probably going to score. And this one, you guys wouldn't think will come for me, but I think that you should, for the next couple game weeks, you should start getting nothing at this If Rolly does well in the away games, I've studied the guy, he's a fraud. Rolly does well in the away games. Wow. He doesn't really do well in the home games. <laughs> I mean the numbers that it's I don't think he has a single assist in the in the home game. I might be wrong, but I don't think he has Daniel, the numbers are there. The guy has has more assists than KDB. He has more goals than KDB. They're yeah, all away games. It doesn't matter. The numbers are there. They're away games. He scored against Spurs at home. I mean Daniel, that was a the, penalty, and then he scored a penalty against West Brom. Hold on, it's like, hold on. At, Daniel, the numbers are there. The guy has. In any, case, in any case, United has a couple of like, uh, you know, a couple of away games. And then the third pick, this one I'm kind of going out on a limb a little, and uh, but I think, I think you should probably maybe you could get like Eze from Crystal Palace. I like what I've seen so far. Oh, yeah? You like him? He's not, he's not like all the hype, but there's something there. There's something there. And I think that he could benefit. Would you, take him, would you take him at Arsenal right now? Why does everyone need to be taken at <laughs> Arsenal, man? <laughs> Arsenal needs a lot of help, man. Like, <laughs> Yo, Popo, a quick shout-out. I want to give a quick shout-out to certain managers in the chat. All right, please. Yeah, your final words and shout-out. We'll take it. Go ahead. Oh, that's, 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 why is that my final word, man? But anyways, I want to give a quick shout-out to Grown Up FC. Like, we're moving up, you know? NS, Romeo, Francis, we're all moving up. But, hey, don't worry about that. I'm up, up. Like, the manager for Pep Must Be Knighted is number two on the table right now. So, I want to give a shout-out to the manager for Pep Must Be Knighted. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all. Okay. Thank you. Um, ground up. I see Francis here in 111th place. <laughs> I see Romeo Wait, what? In, in 106. But yes, keep keep moving up, like you said. And that's you know. Thank you for that. Whoa. David, final words. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround, man. You guys should do your fantasy team. I know that you won't hear this, so yeah, after the <laughs> after the <laughs> fair enough, Daniel. Any final words? Yeah, yeah. My final words to all the to all the Arsenal fans out there in the world. I know that these are tough times, but I want you to know that victory is never better than when you bottomed out and then you come back up. I wouldn't have success. I wouldn't have success in any other way. These are unique challenges. I know people are telling you all sorts of things. Bring AZ to us now. I understand. (laughs) 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 But I want you to know if you're an Arsenal fan out there, okay, that there's a very, very fine line between where we are now. 
Mbio na Mbio problems that are kind of unique to us at this point. But trust me, you, victory is never as sweet as one where you've been ruled out and you come back. Mm, the comeback story. I think the best. I, I don't know if it, you see. Are you applying for the Arsenal job? Like, where, where they go? Because <laughs> 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 has not on it. Like he has not uplifted the fans like this. <laughs> I've been applying several times. I don't take me. Yo, Daniel, when you say you guys are going to go down and come up, give me the championship and back to the league. Okay, okay, move on to Mecca's last word. Yeah, Mecca, your final words, please. Honestly, uh, this week, I don't really have much to say. Um, I just think that the fans should... Go on YouTube, um, try to download videos of people throwing the ball, and <laughs> yes. send those links to Bellerin. Bellerin hasn't seen the videos, he needs to watch them. Uh, ultimately, I also want to thank uh, Brian for setting the bar really low for me this season. <laughs> Normally, I would have gotten one or two medals by now, but now, all of a sudden, Brian has stepped in. <laughs> I'm very grateful for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy took a sabbatical a whole year. Oh. <laughs> I mean, and Mecca, I just don't thank him too early. You know, like Daniel is saying, you can start slow and catch up. <laughs> I mean, if you look at my team, you know that's that. True. That's true. That's true. That's true. Look at my team, you'll see that all I'm doing is not captaining the right people. But, you know, I've seen the zeitgeist. I know what to do now, so. Ah, okay. All right. Fair enough, guys. Thanks for being on. Good episode. Um, we'll be back. We'll be back over the weekend. Talk about the games, the midweek games, and the games coming up. Thanks for listening. To- <laughs>